Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the show, World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also coming to you on Sirius XM. I'm your host, Nick Eber. It is great to be with you today. Uh, a great weekend in the Premier League uh, with a huge victory in the FA Cup, which sort of kicked everything off as we had Premier League matches afterwards. But what a, what a great FA Cup final. Immense, immense victory for Leicester City to bring home the silverware. What a great job Brendan Rodgers has done there. Let's talk about Leicester City. Let's talk about the race for the top four. Obviously, the top two pretty much are definitely uh, locked in, so it's really just uh, which team of the existing top four is going to fall out. Uh, if any, let's talk about it. Let's take a look at schedules. <coughs> Excuse me. Let's talk Premier League. Let's talk transfers. Let's talk about... The Champions League final. Let's talk about fans coming back into stadia. So much to discuss here on World Soccer Radio. Uh, you can send me a tweet. I'd love to hear from you. Tweet at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Uh, by the way, I'd like to welcome all of our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. It's great to have you with me. And if you're listening on one of our digital platforms, iHeartRadio, tune in. The award-winning SiriusXM app is great to have you with me as well. If you miss any part of the show going forward, you can always check us out on our podcast network, which is the Believe, B-L-E-A-V podcast network, where we uh, upload the show as soon as it's done so you can download it and enjoy it on your device, wherever that is, in the loo, in the car, in the shower, you name it, you can listen to me there. I'll promise if it's somewhere like in the shower or something, I'll cover my eyes. You don't have to worry about it. So, as the Premier League season winds down, a season that has been absolutely bizarre by any standards, um, and the fans slowly start to trickle back into stadiums, we start to get a hint of what next season in the Premier League will look like, and it's going to look a lot more normal. And I want to have a little discussion about what you think that means to the results in the league. Let's talk about it all, World Soccer Radio. I'm Nick Gieber. I'm with you each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast, right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. I'm going to step aside, take a break. Be right back after this. Welcome back to the show, World Soccer Radio. Nick Eber with you here on uh, the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. Uh, you know, there are a lot of sports going on right now. And if you remember just a year ago, it seemed like every sport that was out there was shut down, wasn't working, uh, you know, wasn't playing, even behind closed doors. And if I don't know, it seems like ancient history now that we were on to Operation Restart in the Premier League. The plan of uh, bubble maintenance, basically, that saw the Premier League return after, what, uh, about two months' worth of inaction. But all the sports are going on right now, and if you're here in America, you're turning on the TV, you're seeing loads of baseball, and you're seeing hockey, and I know you like to wager a little bit on sports. I know I do. Whether it's Premier League, whether it's Champions League, Europa League, the European Leagues, baseball, 
hockey, you name it. And there's no place that I will place my sports wagering money other than betonline.ag. They are safe, secure, honest, and reliable, and they have bets on everything that you may want to make. All the sports, any sport out there, I promise you, you can bet on it at BetOnline, whether it's money lines or prop bets. They've even got TV shows and reality shows and elections and all this nonsense. You can bet on it all. Have a great time. Head over right now to betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and you will get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. You heard me right. They will give you a 50% bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And this show is presented by betonline.ag. Uh, the FA Cup this weekend, uh, a, a wonderful spectacle. First of all, great to see a football match where there were... Well, was it 10,000 fans in at Wembley or 20,000? I mean, Wembley, I think, is capable of slightly more than 80,000. So, uh, it, you know, it, it. whereas it didn't look like uh, one or two fans rattling around a big stadium like the early days of uh, Major League Soccer when, like, the LA Galaxy would play at the Rose Bowl and there were, you know, 5,000 fans in a 100,000-seat stadium. <laughs> but, no, it looked good. I mean, it looked good, and it was nice to see the atmosphere and the singing and the, you know, a, a little bit of that sort of atmospheric pressure cooker because that's what happens when you bring fans into the stadium. Their energy, the energy of all those people contributes. Anyway, it was a very good match. I'll put it that way. It, it, it definitely developed, okay? We, we, we get that. It, it, it developed. It was a bit of a slow burn, uh, but it, you saw an unreal goal from, uh, I believe it was Yuri Tielemans, which was, uh, was that the guy that scored the goal for Leicester? I'm pretty sure it was. It was an incredible goal. And probably one of the best saves I have seen in recent memory in football by Kasper Schmeichel. And at the end of the day, as unlikely as it might seem, Leicester City came away with the FA Cup for the first time in their history. And when you talk about Leicester City, and, and we may go over on this segment on this, because, you know, all you have to do is to look at Leicester City, and you can start to understand why there was such vitriolic pushback to the concept of a European Super League. Because Leicester City, if you remember, and, and again, I, I don't know how you, how you could pretty much forget this, but Leicester City in 2014 were not even in the Premier League. Think about that for a minute. Leicester City were not even in the Premier League, uh, or they were in 2014. They, they, they won the Champions League, the championship in 2014. In 2009, they were in League One. They were in the third league, the third tier of football. 2009, they get promoted to the championship. It takes them five years to get out of the championship. 
2014, they get into the Premier League. And in 2015, the unbelievable, unreal happens. And they defy the odds. And win the Premier League. Do you remember this? I don't remember what the odds were. I wish I'd had them a bet online at that time. Uh, I would have bet. Well, I wouldn't have bet because I didn't think they would win. Think about that for a minute. A team that was in 2009 was in the third tier of English football, won the top tier of English football just six years later. And they did it through hard work, perseverance, and success on the pitch. That same team wins the FA Cup against Chelsea Football Club. The last time Leicester City were even in the FA Cup final was 1968. The last silverware, silverware this club won outside of the uh, Charity Shield, the Community Shield, and the Premier League, which is you know just a minor bit of silverware, but the last cup silverware they won was uh, back in 2000 when they won the, the League Cup. In the five years that they've been in the Premier League, they've won the Premier League, or the five or six years, and the FA Cup, and the Community Shield. Oh, pardon me, they were runners-up in the Community Shield. They didn't win it that year. Think about that for a minute. Leicester, a team that used to be owned by, remember the guy, Milan Mandaric, the guy that was the former chairman of Portsmouth and was sort of complicit in Portsmouth getting run into the ground, good old Pompey. Went through a series of owners and problems and finally landed with an owner that showed faith in the community faith in the club, faith in his staff, and I'm talking about a man uh, who, uh, Vishai Srivadan Prabha, and I, I, you will excuse me if I'm mispronouncing his name. He was a great man and was killed, sadly, if you remember this, uh, on, in October 2018 in a helicopter cash crash at the King Power Stadium. But the family still owns the club. It's a family-owned community club that has reached the pinnacle of English football, and they are in the top four. We're going to talk about the race of the top four. So in, 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 since 2015, this club has made it to the Premier League, won the Premier League, won the FA Cup. They've been twice to the Champions League, and they're going to the Champions League likely again next season. Not because they wrote a big check, not because they have a brand that stands the test of time globally outside of Leicester. Not because they have a Ronaldo or a Messi or they've gone around and made the biggest signings in the world. They've done it with core fundamentals, perseverance, hard work, fan and community support in line with the ownership. They have done it through merit. And that is why the Leicester City story is a story that every football club, every professional football club in the English league system looks to recreate. That one day we can go from the third or fourth tier in English football all the way to the Premier League and we can win it.
and we can become a big club. Are they a big quote-unquote six club? No. Should they be? Yes. Why? Based on what they achieve on the ground. We're going to pick this up on the other side of the break. This is World Soccer Radio. I'm Nick Gieber. Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast. I'm here with you on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. Check us out on our podcast network, the Believe, B-L-E-A-V podcast network. Uh, when we come back, let's continue this discussion, and let's start looking, by the way, at some of the matches midweek in the Premier League. There are only two matches left, and that top four race, hot and heavy. Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, as well as Sirius XM. I'm your host, Nick Gibb. Great to be with you. We are presented by betonline.ag. Look, I do hope you'll join me on Saturday, June the 12th for the ninth annual Ed Asner and Friends Celebrity Poker Night. It is online, so you don't have to go very far to participate. We can play some great poker together. And this year, we're using a cutting-edge platform that allows you to see and talk to your celebrity challengers in real time via live streaming right at your table. If you've ever dreamt of sitting opposite a poker table with the likes of Matthew Modine or Anna Paquin or Brad Garrett or Daryl Hannah or Dave Foley or Ed Asner or Lou Diamond Phillips, um, Natasha Henstridge, Mia Sorvino, Michael Shannon, Rodney Pete. Tom Arnold, Holly Robinson-Pete, Jake Tapper. The list goes on and on and on of A-list celebrities. If you've ever wanted to sit at a poker table with these celebrities, you can do it now. On, well, not now. You can do it on the 12th of June. Uh, but you can sign up now at, poker do, uh, po at pokerwithed.com, and you can take advantage of the early bird special uh, sign up. It's a couple hundred bucks. You get to participate in the tournament. goes to a wonderful, wonderful charity, the Ed Asner Family Center, which provides uh, services to families and children with special needs with an emphasis on the arts. Great stuff. Go to pokerwithed.com. I will be hosting the show, by the way. So um, you definitely want to go sign up because I'd like to see you there. All right. Uh, so we were talking before the break about Leicester City. And about how Leicester City have made it to the pinnacle of uh, the footballing world in the last number of years, whether it's winning the FA Cup or winning the Premier League. Uh, and they have done it through hard work, perseverance, fan support, investment in the community, and a uh, an ownership group that has kept the faith with the club and the football people. Now, that's not meaning to say, for example, that uh, they haven't changed managers. I mean, they have. We, we know that, right? Um, but they've done so in a way that is um, professional and thoughtful and measured. 
And so when you look at the sports landscape and you see the, uh, the, the very notion of a European Super League, a league that is closed, where teams gain admittance to this league through their reputation, where teams are there because they are a, quote, big six team, you won't have Leicester cities of the world. I mean, who is, like, the worst NFL team in recent memory? Right? It's probably... Uh, is it the Detroit Lions? I mean, if you look at the worst NFL team ever, right? The Detroit Lions, right? The two, 2018, 16 losses. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 14 losses. Baltimore... I mean, but there are some teams that are just consistently bad. The Bengals. But it doesn't mean anything to them. Because they know next year they're going to be in the NFL. There's no... You know, there's no real punishment for being crap. And when you have an NFL team in an NFL market, you have an exclusive to that market, your owner has an enormous value. He has an asset, a huge business asset worth, a, worth literally a billion plus dollars. Again, no motivation other than, you know, keeping the fans happy and, and, and saying, well, my players are... You know, they are athletes and they're professionals and they want to win and this, that, and the other. But that isn't really the type of high stakes that we need to see. We're talking about poker, right? We were talking about poker at the Open. I talked about the Ed Asner, ninth annual Ed Asner and Friends Celebrity Poker Tournament. <coughs> when the stakes are real, the excitement and the fan value of what you're looking at goes up. Now, not if you're a fan of, say, Sheffield United. You're getting relegated after, uh, after a good season in the Premier League. You've had a crap one, and now you're being punished. But what about Watford? What about Norwich? They're crap seasons in the Premier League. They got punished, and guess what? They worked hard in the championship, and they got promoted again. Look, I understand we're never going to see this in the NFL. We're never going to see this in the NBA. We're never going to see this in the NHL. We're never going to see it in Major League Baseball. Part of the reason on, 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 on for that, by the way, is that there really isn't any sort of stratification of leagues. I mean, uh, for the NFL, what, I mean, where are you going to get promoted to and from? The CFL? I mean, there are, are no... <laughs> excuse me, minor leagues in the NFL. And, 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 and you know, baseball, yeah, I mean, it has AAA baseball. and But it's – it would be like getting promoted from the third division of footballs all straight to the Premier League and skipping, you know, Division Two and the, Prem and the championship on the way up. We don't have those stratification sports leagues. Why? Do we not have that type of stratification of sports league? Well, I'll tell you. It's because many of our sports are fed by the college system. So, in fact, college sports here in America are, in many respects, the minor leagues for our professional sports, and you can't be promoted and relegated between the pros and the college system. 
So we can understand how it happened. And I'm not going to point my finger at the NFL or at the NBA or at the NHL and say, you know, the league sucks because there's no promotion and relegation. No, it doesn't. The league is the league, and it's enjoyable, and people like it, but, but it's not global soccer. So in America, we have major league soccer, and we do have a stratified system, a system that has been born out of conflict over the last 20 years. The USL exists. It is a minor league of American soccer. There are plenty of USL teams that have been, quote, unquote, I love it when they say this, promoted to MLS. They haven't been promoted to MLS. They bought their way into MLS. But if a USL team could buy its way into MLS, there's no reason that a, UM, a USL team shouldn't earn its way into MLS with success on the pitch. But we don't get that because Major League Soccer wants to be a closed system like the other American leagues, but probably a better example is they want to be a closed system like the European Super League. And I find it funny that all of these fans around the United States that have got up in arms about the ESL, that have followed their European counterparts and said, oh, it's a terrible thing and it'll destroy the fabric of the game and it'll you know, throw it into chaos and turmoil and it will kill the lower league clubs. Those same people that speak out of one side of their mouth speak out of the other when they talk about promotion and relegation here in the US. Why? Because it can be done here. It's not, it's not baseball, it's not NFL, it's not NHL. We have a stratified lower tier of American soccer. There's no reason you can't have promotion and relegation. Oh, except for the bupkis, of course, except for the money. All you have to do is look at Leicester City and understand why you want that. By the way, how about Manchester City? That's another club. Manchester City were not a big six club until they got a big owner and put a lot of money into the club. But they didn't get into the Premier League just because they had money. They had to earn that success on the pitch. Leeds United. Yeah, they were a staple in the top flight of English football. They have an owner that mishandles them, mismanages their money. They go bankrupt. And they work their way back up to the top. And they're going to end this season into a middle, right smack in mid-table after playing some of the most exciting and dynamic football you'd have seen in the Premier League this season. On merit. Footballing, sporting, merit. A convergence of ownership, community, quality of players, fan base, good management. Those are the things that get rewarded and should be rewarded and are rewarded. And until we can do that in soccer here in America, our league is going to be essentially a joke. No disrespect if you support a, a team here. God, God bless you. That's what you're supposed to do. No disrespect to the players playing. But it, it is like an exhibition league as long as there is no promotion and relegation. When you went to see gladiators in the forum in Rome in ancient times, <laughs> you didn't want to see them fighting with nerf swords. You wanted to see them fight to the death.
Well, we seem quite prepared to see them fight with Nerf swords here in Major League Soccer. All right, enough about my promotion relegation high horse. Leicester City brought it back to me. Congratulations to them. Well done, Leicester City. That's why you watch the game. That's why you don't take anything for granted. And that, my friends, is why I watched Chelsea play Leicester City, and I'm not a fan of either one of those teams. What more can I say? I'm Nick Eber. I'll be right back. Network and Sirius XM. I'm with you each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern Time. Then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast. Uh, we had a great weekend in the Premier League outside of that incredible FA Cup final that saw Leicester City raise the cup for the first time. Um, it was a uh, fascinating weekend, really. Um, if you remember, uh, let's go through some of the results that I gave you, for example. Um, I had told you that the Newcastle-Manchester City match uh, was going to be uh, an absolutely crazy match and that I thought that if there was a, a long-shot prop bet to get, you should take Newcastle or the draw. Nearly came through at plus 500 or plus 1,050, uh, but Man City at the end uh, showing the quality and, uh, and getting the results, uh, beating Newcastle three, uh, four goals to three at St. James's Park. I mean, City, top of the league. They've won the Premier League. There's really nothing more to talk about. Uh, United have had two disappointing defeats in a row, losing 2-1 at home to Leicester City and then losing uh, to Liverpool, four goals to two. But their next match is uh, tomorrow against Fulham at Old Trafford. We're going to get to that. We're going to talk about, the, uh, about some of the results. I suppose the match that everybody was waiting for <clears throat> was Liverpool West Bromwich Albion because that really was the sort of the match that had the Liverpool needed to win this game to keep their title hopes alive. This game was won in literally the last minute of the game uh, by the goalkeeper Allison, who came up to assist his team as they were taking a corner, and he gets the header and is the first Liverpool goalkeeper in their history to score a goal. Uh, I think only the sixth goalkeeper in the Premier League. So great drama. Liverpool's uh, top four hopes are still alive thanks to that. And we're going to break it down. The other results were less interesting, I suppose. Uh, interesting, you know, depends if it was your team or not, I suppose. But, you know, had less ramifications because quite honestly, most of the Premier League has been decided at this point. West Ham, Brighton, 1-1 at the Amex. Southampton beat Fulham, 3-1 at St. Mary's. Leeds United, whomping on Burnley. By the way, I did not have that result. Uh, Leeds United were plus 149 to win. The over was minus 114. But another great example, again, as, as we spoke about in the last segment, uh, the idea of sporting merit, you know, Leeds United 
working their way back up to the top flight after years in obscurity as they got their financial house in order. Everton losing to bottom of the table Sheffield United. That, I suppose, would be a very surprising result. Look, I don't think mathematically Everton were out of it. I mean, you know, they were out of it. But I mean, it was like if they wanted to stay in the hunt with a mathematical chance, uh, that's what they wanted. But uh, losing uh, one goal to nil at home to Sheffield United on the back of that nil-nil against Villa. Everton's season, the wheels have come off. Uh, this club is uh, have very little, nothing to play for. And I think you're seeing that's what happens. They're kind of going through the motions. That was a surprise result, though. And if you were wondering what the... Um, if you were wondering what the uh, the odds were, um, Sheffield United were minus uh, were plus six sixty. That is the long shot win if ever there was one. Liverpool beating West Brom, Spurs beating Wolves, and Villa losing against Palace uh, at Selhurst Park. I actually picked Villa to win that because I thought they were much better away from home, but they still did still score two goals. Look. Uh, that's history from the weekend. Let's talk about what we've got to look forward to going forward. Tomorrow, Tuesday, we've got four matches. United-Fulham, Southampton-Leeds, Brighton-Man City, Chelsea-Leicester. On Wednesday, we've got, what, six matches. Everton-Wolves, Tottenham-Villa, Newcastle-Sheffield-United, Palace-Arsenal, Burnley-Liverpool, and West Brom-West Ham. The Wests fight it out <laughs> on Wednesday. Um... The only thing really still to be decided here is how is the top four going to shake out? And with Chelsea playing Leicester City tomorrow, that is a match with all sorts of mammoth implications. The reason for this is the teams only have two more matches to play. Leicester have to play Chelsea at Stamford Bridge, and then they have to host Tottenham Hotspur at home. Now, I'm wondering, after the uh, emotional high of winning the FA Cup, if that is going to make Leicester City more vulnerable than most. Chelsea, who are currently two points behind Leicester City in fourth spot, play Leicester at home, that's tomorrow, and Aston Villa away. But Chelsea have lost two games in a row. They uh, lost against Arsenal, 1-0 in the league, and then they lost the FA Cup final. Their eyes are clearly on this Champions League final against Manchester City. Does that make Chelsea vulnerable? Is it possible that at the end of this season, Chelsea can come away with no silverware and no top four spot? It is possible. which is why it is so important that they beat Leicester City tomorrow at home to try to lock in their top four spot. My thoughts are after losing the FA Cup and with the real possibility, and I think odds makers likelihood that they're not going to win the Champions League final, this is a match that I think they're going to all come around to so for tomorrow's Chelsea match, I'm going to edge with Chelsea at home. I'm going to say 2-0 for Chelsea 
And right now, you're going to get minus 134. The odds makers would agree with me on that one. And that will be very interesting in terms of the table because if Chelsea win and, Leicester, uh, and beat Leicester, they'll be at 70, uh, 67 points. Leicester City will be at 66. And Liverpool are playing Burnley at Turf Moor. And I predict Liverpool will beat Burnley at Turf Moor by about a, two goals to one. I'm going to take Liverpool minus 400. Again, odds are courtesy of betonline.ag. So that would then take Liverpool to 66 points. Tied with Leicester City. And if they win, they'll be plus on goal differential. This could come down to the very last match. Liverpool have Burnley at Turf Moor, and then the final match, Crystal Palace at home at Selhurst Park. No, pardon me. They're playing Crystal Palace at Anfield with fans. That will help them enormously. It is going to go down to the last day, provided Liverpool beat Burnley at Turf Moor. I believe they will. Let me give you the rest of my picks. United should beat Fulham. Minus 273. They are the odds makers' favorites. Uh, Southampton leads. I have to take Leeds United. They are flying high right now, playing great football, scoring boatloads of goals, and um, providing uh, some really quality entertainment. I mean, they really did put on a masterclass uh, against Burnley on Saturday. And they are uh, they have a great manager in Marcelo Bielsa. They have good players, decent ownership. They're around. I like Leeds United. I'm going to take them against Southampton, who, despite some really good performances this season, haven't really necessarily had the results to go with it, although they did have one, two in a row against Crystal Palace and Fulham, but that was coming off a rather lengthy uh, winless streak um, where they won whether what, four in a row. I believe four in a row, right? Yeah, they, uh, Crystal Palace, oh, they beat Palace, but then they lost against Liverpool, uh, draw Leicester, uh, they lost against Tottenham, they lost against West Bromwich Albion, uh, and right before then they, got, they, they lost against Brighton. So I, I'm not a big fan of Southampton this season. I think they've been really inconsistent. I'm going to go with Leeds. Uh, Brighton, Man City. City have nothing to play for but pride. They have a Champions League final coming up. Uh, if there is ever a chance of an upset, I would take this one at Brighton plus 600. Believe it or not, I'm going to go with Brighton. This is a match that Manchester City absolutely don't need. Won't take injuries. They're going to play the. Uh, they're going to play their younger players. And Brighton coming off that one-one against West Ham, they may think they could have some. They're safe. No one has anything to play for. I'm going to go for the huge upset here, just because I like to try to give you one. Um, Everton Wolves. I'm going to take. Everton at Goodison Park, minus 117. These are Wednesday matches. At Tottenham, Aston Villa. I, I don't know what to make about Tottenham Hotspur. I mean, this is a team that I think is really spinning um, into problems. Their home form, not quite as bad as it was earlier on. I'm going to say they're going to beat Villa, minus 182. But, you know, again, Villa away have created some problems so i tell you what i'm going to go on a limb another upset i'm going to say aston villa plus 470 away just to give you something that's going to pay right don't you want that new ferrari 
Once again, all odds courtesy of betonline.ag. Newcastle, Sheffield United. I'm going to take Newcastle at home, minus 127. Crystal Palace, Arsenal. I'm going to take Arsenal at uh, minus 182. And West Brom, West Ham. I'm going to go with the Hammers, minus 156. So those are your midweek match day 37 predictions from me, Nick Gieber, on World Soccer Radio for you. Uh, once again, all these odds are courtesy of my good friends at betonline.ag, where you can go there and place your wager and hopefully make, uh, you know, some spending money courtesy of your fandom of football. If you missed any part of this show, don't worry. As soon as it's over, you can head over to our podcast network, the Believe, B-L-E-A-V podcast network, and you can check out what you need to check out. You can download us, subscribe. You'll get it on your show on your device whenever it's, uh, whenever it's finished. You can start a little World Soccer Radio collection. June 21st, just a reminder, join me at the Ed Asman Friends ninth Annual Celebrity Poker Tournament. Go to pokerwithed.com. I would love to see you there. All right, let me recap these picks for you one last time. Uh, Tuesday, tomorrow, United will beat Fulham at Old Trafford. Leeds will beat Southampton at St. Mary's, the away team, plus 145. Big upset, Brighton Man City. I'm going to go with Brighton at plus 600. Chelsea, Leicester, the match of the week. I'm going to take Chelsea, minus 134. They will be looking for redemption. And you can see it in the, the odds makers right there. Will Leicester City be focused enough? It is entirely possible, but that's why we love the game. It's actually got to be played out. Everton over Wolves, Tottenham. Uh, will lose to Villa, Newcastle over Sheffield, Arsenal over Palace, Burnley will lose to Liverpool, keeping Liverpool in the race of the top four, taking it down to the last match, and West Ham will, breed, will beat West Bromwich Albion at the Hawthorns uh, to complete West Brom's awful season. They'll have one more game to go. All right, this is World Soccer Radio. Break time. I'll be right back after this. military service that destroyed my hearing. It wasn't the many years of television broadcasting and radio broadcasting with headphones on and, you know, volumes blaring in my ears. No, no, no. It was the 10 or 20, well, maybe 20 plus Ramones concerts I went to uh, from the late 70s uh, through to the mid 80s, where I loved to stand right at the front by those big Marshall stacks and get the power, that wall of sound coming at you. And um, I think I really damaged my hearing. Now, I hope the VA doesn't hear this because, you know, maybe they won't give me my disability. Actually, just joking. I don't have disability with the VA. But you know what I'm talking about. So that was Sheena is a punk rocker. Love the music. Love playing music for you on this show, on the ins and outs. If you've got any request, send it to me on Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash world soccer radio the fans are coming back into the stadiums and it makes a big 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 difference if this fourth spot in the champions league comes down to the final day which i think it will it is going to be so important for liverpool 
when they are at home against Crystal Palace to have their fans behind them because they're not only going to have to win, this is of course provided that they win against Burnley on Wednesday, they're not only going to have to win, they're going to have to score as many goals as they can. It used to be that when you played behind closed doors, it was a punishment for something. Teams have been playing behind closed doors because of COVID. Now the fans are coming back. I think you're going to see greater consistency from those teams from whom you would expect consistency, if that makes sense to you. But I'm pretty sure that's what we're going to see. Look, stay with me here, folks. Monday through Friday, I'm talking the beautiful game with you right here on the Sports Byland Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. I'll be back on the air with you tomorrow, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. Join me then. Until then, enjoy the football. Cheers. Drop my truck midway to the motorway station. Fairlink is coming up on the left-hand side. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.